Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Madam Terry Salon, the podcast that loves you, the podcast where fascinating people meet. And I am your host and groove mistress, Madam Perry, but you can call me Jen, Jennifer, J.P. Perry. I am just happy to be here. And thanks to everyone who's been, uh, again, I know I say it every time, but I'm grateful every time. Thanks to everyone who's been subscribing, listening, downloading, share it with friends, uh, leaving reviews on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I appreciate it so much. And it helps me to continue bringing all the fantastic people that you tell me you enjoy. I bring them on the show for you and so we can keep you entertained too. Uh, I was looking up the definition of salon for um, an advertisement. I'm going to be uh, a sponsor of the International Steampunk Symposium. I think it's in, what, two weeks in uh, Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio. And I've been playing this spot for their, on the show the last few weeks. And so I had to write a description to go along with the sponsorship and saw that one of the descriptions of a salon said it should be similar to what poetry should be. It should entertain or educate. And I thought, okay, yeah, that's exactly what it should be. The salon in the old days was uh, a gathering place. And there'd be a patroness of the arts, and it might be artists, musicians, thought leaders of the day, writers, people just talking about what their works in progress were and what's going on. So anyway, tonight my guest is someone who's been on here before. And excuse me, I'm getting a little dry throat here. Been on before, but it's been a while. She's a podcaster. It's someone I've known for 23 years. She's a behavioral expert, health expert. We're going to talk about relationships and mental health. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Let me go ahead and introduce my friend, behavioral health expert, Kenya Colbert. Welcome, Kenya. Hello. Thank you for inviting me back, <coughs> Madam Perry. How are you? I am doing Great. Got a little dry throat, so I'm going to drop off here for just one second and let you talk to people about who you are and what you do. Okay. Thank you. Hello, everyone in the Madam Perry family. I have missed you guys. I listen 
all the time. I just don't get the opportunity to jump in because, you know, sometimes you're working while you're listening, and that is good. That's the great thing about podcasts. You can kind of multitask, and I'm doing that a lot. But I miss you guys. I absolutely cannot believe when um, Jennifer Madam Perry said 23 years. Guys, that's a lot of living in 23 years. So can we think back to the people that we are still associated with who are not related to us and those people who come into our lives and make a difference and make us better people? That's that relationship I found with Jennifer. We clicked right away and became best friends and here we are 23 years later. So yeah, Jen, uh, you just threw me with the 23 years. <laughs> yeah, it, I, think it, I, I, I tend to forget it myself, Kenya. I really do. I forget that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's us. It's been too long. But I, I do miss your listeners. I mean, the best listeners in the world because the uh, the people that you bring on are so interesting and bring so much to the table themselves, and when they bring their followers here, the the genie bottle gets so full, I can barely get one from a hip. So. Uh, oh, yeah, like, especially when it's something like, you know, I did the steampunk shows before a big steampunk convention. Yes, Like yes. Wild West Con or this year for Atlanta Steampunk Expo, and we have several people, like maybe the people who own or run the convention or um, the people who are going to be special uh, presenters and entertainers there. And it it gets crowded, but the genie bottle's got room for everyone. So just to say (laughs) what, uh, when we talk about people who have um, worked together and built things together. In fact, I'll tell you what, right now I've got to play this spot for international steampunk. Okay. And I'm going to play that because I was just talking about it. And let me get this in here, and then I'll be back in about two minutes. Salutations. Captain Medea Ashra here cordially inviting you to attend the International Steampunk Symposium Circus-themed event, Steampunk Under the Big Top, happening from June 16th through the 18th at the Holiday Inn Eastgate in Cincinnati, Ohio. We have Freak Show Deluxe coming, and our afternoon fairway will have games, curiosities, balloon artists, prizes, and so much more. Madame Askew and the Grand Arbiter are coming from out west, bringing with them compliment dueling, which is only one of the Steampunk Olympiad games that will be going on throughout the weekend. You can come dressed up or casual, but should you want to get kitted out, we have over 40 amazing vendors on site. With the popularity of our afternoon tea in past years, this year we'll be offering two high tea events on Saturday. After our fashion show Saturday evening, our gothic masquerade starts out with dance lessons, and we have not one, but two amazing DJs on stage. To make things even more exciting, with it being Father's Day weekend, children under 18 will be admitted for free on Sunday with the purchase of an adult ticket. Head on over to SteampunkSymposium.com to get your TN convention tickets, book a room, and find out more information about our event. And don't forget, life is a circus. Enjoy the show. I mean, the world has gone crazy, right? I mean, this whole pandemic, I don't even know if I'm coming or going anymore. You know what I mean? 
But the one thing during the pandemic that I found out, right, that was a good thing, was the Madame Paris Salon. I mean, this podcast, right, when you hear her laughing, all you want to do is laugh, right? When her dog's barking in the background and she's talking to the dog, I'm like, she's going to an interview, and I'm like, this podcast is the best podcast I've ever heard before. You know what I mean? Oh, stop it. Stop it, Sebastian. <laughs> no, Kenya. <clears throat> I agree totally. <laughs> <laughs> Especially use it as a dog's barking. So anyway, so sorry about this. Not, everything has been fine with my throat until, until I get started. So anyway, yeah. um, when I was thinking about that earlier, I thought about, you know, I don't know, my mind's been talk, thinking about how people have had to readjust the last few years and, and um, you know, change things so much with pandemics and jobs and not seeing people and yes. we've had to yes. adapt and re- or retool and stuff like that. And I thought when we first met, it was a situation, uh, we were at a job where we were both working Yes. It wasn't our career goal job, but we were both working exactly. to make other things happen. Um, I was trying to figure out what to do, and then I started to school. Um, yes. I think you had definitely had other plans, and I was just getting to know you. But <clears throat> I was starting to go to school to study to be, because I knew I wanted to work in public relations and publicity. But I also wanted to get back, because I'd had the TV show back in the 90s, I wanted to get back into broadcast in some way. And you, when we were, you know, so it was one of things like we're, we're working because we want to do something else. And we yes, want to right. make it happen. Yeah. Whereas with you, everybody seemed, I'm, I always knew that whenever I saw you, whenever I, uh, we didn't work in the same area, but whenever I saw you, you were doing something like you'd say, oh, well, I'm learning how to build websites right now while I've got some free time. Or I'm doing this, and I'm going, all right, <laughs> this woman is always in a state of learning. I like that. I like to be that way myself. But I remember people always seemed to come to you for advice. Yeah. There was yeah. just something about you. You listened to people. You looked them in the eye. You uh, paid attention to what they said. You didn't just kind of, you know, uh, go, oh, yeah, whatever, whatever. But people trusted you, and people came to you. And then I remember one guy said something like, said, you know, it's like you're a corporate counselor. Right. <laughs> you're a corporate counselor here. Kiss the air. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those and, words hit the air, most definitely. And I remember when, I don't know if, he, if I heard him or if you, no, you told me he had said that. And I said, oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah, you are. Because yeah. people come back because you give them good advice, you give them sound advice, you listen. And so, you know, of all people, it's no surprise to me when you begin studying, um, you uh, studied entrepreneurship. You have a degree in that, um, marketing. Yes. But then you went out and studied um, more about psychology and people. And I don't even know. And I call myself <laughs> your friend, but I can't even name all your degrees. But you began actually no. working as a professional in yeah. uh, with counseling and mental health for people. And 
I was just so proud and excited that Thank you. you were doing what you love and people listen to you with every every situation. You know, you know how you are. Everybody is about their best friend. You want your best friend to have the best of everything. And so you do. Yeah. So you always, uh, I would see things like, um, you know, you would start someplace and you would tell, I'd say, if you got time, you know, because you put so much into it, you'd be, I'm just exhausted. I might fall asleep on the phone, but yeah, I'll be, you know, <laughs> I can tell you some of it. I can't tell you everything. Okay. Right. But, uh, and, you know, and you just you seem to to be so involved. You, you've you always been a quick learner. You'd move up and, and um move up and then move on <laughs> to something else until finally right. I'm so happy that you have started your business called, uh, I, just, I just love this name. My Healthy Noggin. <laughs> yes, My Healthy Noggin. I just <laughs> love it. Yes, My Healthy Noggin. And I absolutely um, remember those days back when life is funny because just when you think you're where you're supposed to be, life keeps happening and then you Mm -hmm. find yourself moving. And, And I've learned through these years that it's okay to grow. It's okay to keep moving. But when you're working for someone else, you're limited on what you can do. And I remember mm-hmm. you you being in school, going back to school, me going back to school. Everybody's trying to kind of better themselves, but not just for the degrees of it all, but the knowledge that comes from preparing for the rest of your life. Like, mm-hmm. what do I need to do to make the rest of my life better? And by mm-hmm. the time we met, you know, our my children became your children. <laughs> We share exactly. children, we share grandchildren, <laughs> we share life, and it is good. Your dogs are my dogs. Like, we share each other's life, but it comes with that special thing that is not common. Like, in order to be friends with someone, you actually have to be so open-minded and so um, inviting that you invite all of them and not parts of them. And that's what I love about the friendship that we have is because you invited all of me and, mm-hmm. and you accepted me as I am. And when I mentioned this thing about um, counseling to you, you know sometimes in your life you know what the end result should look like. You just don't mm-hmm. know how to get there. Oh, so yeah. then you go to school, you know, you, you start doing things, you try and try and try, and sometimes you, you know, have success, sometimes you fall down, you have to get back up, and that's where I was when we met. I was still trying to figure my footing out a little bit. I was like, okay, I know I love people. I know I, I just feel like I'm a people magnet, and they're magnets to me, like I'm a two-way magnet. I don't just bring people in. I connect as well. So it made sense for me to go into psychology. <laughs> All my life I've been doing it. Who knew that I would major in psychology when I was, you know, I minored in marketing and, and, and um, marketing and child care an entrepreneur. So I had minors <laughs> inside of these of this major, but the major was and the degree is in psychology. And that's where I found my love. I found my love for people. 
and when you were saying earlier, piggybacking on the um, the commercial right before you came back, that a lot has happened since COVID. Like we were growing, and then you know where you want to go, and I'd already been in in a mental health, but I'd already been in behavioral health. Let me say that I'd already been in behavioral health, but I knew that there was more to 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 obtain from this degree. What I did not know is that COVID would come. And what I did not know is that when COVID came, it changed the way that not only that we see the world, but the way that our minds accepted what was going on in the world. That took a lot, and it took a lot for me, too. I mean, I tell anybody, you know, such as life, things happen, you know, but through COVID, mm-hmm. some days have been challenging, and you accept that challenge in life because you understand in such a life i've got to I've got to learn through these times how do I become still my best person? How do I not let these things bury me and during that time is when I really started trying to figure out how to make a difference beyond what I was already doing. I just couldn't figure it out. I was like, you know, you've got this picture in your head, and you're just thinking, I know there's something in here, but I've got to figure out how to put it down, how to make it work. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Like you have this dream, and you have these goals, and you have these things, and, they, and it comes down to how do I do it. But without our minds being in a good place, it can take you further from your ambitions than getting you closer to them. So the good thing is COVID was challenging. The the bad thing is, sorry that COVID was challenging. The good thing is about 80% yeah. of my life during and after, before, during and after COVID has been such a blessing. Like all of it, the good, the bad, and the ugly, uh-huh. was a, it 100% affected my mental health whether I accepted it, whether I was able to live with it, live with the changes, or not live with the changes, if I was able to adapt to the changes or not adapt to the changes. All of those things are part of my mental health. How do I keep it healthy? How do I stay best? How do I keep growing and not sit still? That's what I was dealing with during COVID, and I realized that a lot of other people were as well. Mm Mm-hmm. So I decided at that point (laughs) during the thing, I kept saying to myself, I've got to, I just kept thinking about this old saying that, you know, you would hear um, our elders say, I think I even heard my grandma say it, but I remember this old saying that says, you know, protect your noggin, (laughs) protect your noggin, protect your (laughs) noggin. And in my mind, I said, you know what, I really do work very hard to stay in a positive place. So I really do need a healthy noggin, and then I wanted my healthy noggin. I wanted my noggin to be healthy, and I said, you know what? I think that I'm onto something here. <laughs> if nothing else, this day and time, what do you hear people talking about more than ever now? I'm asking you, what do you think people talk about? You know, with all of these things going on. If you had to say some things that a couple of topics that you think people would talk about more than ever, or you hear commercials about, or something like that, 
Well, I think people talk about, you know, uh, one thing I, I feel like I've viewed, I mean, just in people, is that they, um, <clears throat> like, you know, everybody kind of had to drop back 10 and punt and, you know, do without a lot of stuff, do without people for about a year or two, something we never expected yeah. to happen. And so yeah. you don't have, first of all, you don't have your support system, your friends with you in person. And uh, sure. I was just reading something today about how people said, well, you could Zoom, but then that kind of still made you feel even lonelier because you're watching the screen. I think people worried about loneliness. Yes. And yes. what do I want? Where am I going? Can I go where I want to go? Is it too late? Did I miss too much time? Um, did I miss too much time during the uh, downs and, and the quarantines and stuff to be able to get where I want to be, to have a relationship, yes. to trust somebody, to feel comfortable around people again? That's exactly right. And overall, people want to be happy. People want to be happy. They want to be healthy. So everything is about health, health, health. You know, and in the middle of being healthy, then we're discussing how do I become healthy and what will help, what's the difference between being healthy and unhealthy? <laughs> I think that I'm catching your itchy throat. <laughs> and we're not even in the same place. So. And we're not <laughs> even in the same place. I know I'm not supposed to share ahead, everything Jennifer. with you, Sorry. Emma. I think uh, – well, well, go ahead with that, with that thought, though. Okay. Yeah, I was just going to say, so that is the thing that when, when I speak to people, when I talk to my clients, <laughs> I don't know what that is. When I speak to my clients, they're always trying to figure out how to get to the happy place. And I, you know, and I get it because that's a good place to be. Well, yeah, that is such a good place to be, but it's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. And as a behavioral health specialist, excuse me, and counselor, I've had that experience to just kind of see that we all have these goals, but we don't know how to reach them. And then that's mm-hmm. where I come in. At. You know, I realize that sometimes yeah. there are learned behaviors kind of hold us back in some ways from getting where we want to go. And counseling is good for that. Let me ask you this, if I could. I've noticed when I talk to people, um, and and this is people, friends, you know, I've got some, um, if I talk to, well, you know, the producer of my show, Megan, or... um, You know, because she and I, you know, and, and you, the three of us communicate a lot. But we also, yes. um, you know, I think about talking to friends, like especially to, you know, because of social media and not being able to go places, we all have friends that we've become good friends with that we've never met. Some of them are regular listeners and callers into the show. You know, somebody like Marilyn Opitz or um, – or, who's a makeup artist and um, actor. Then there's also um, 
Well, there's a, our, our favorite Polish animator, Peter G. in Chicago. So we've yes. got all these friends that you feel like you know, you feel close to, you feel as close to them as people that you've been with um, in person for years. You've learned how to form and get into a good, comfortable feel like it's a real legit friendship with people and you find that we're all in the same boat we're all the same things um we're all wondering are we where we want to be probably not uh yeah how would i get is it or if we're like over college regular college age if we're past 25 30 or something we're thinking and will i ever get there uh, is it too late? Should I just give yeah. up? You know, which I say, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up what you want. Don't Do it in some way. And I think people wonder too. What about a relationship? People aren't, com- you know, gotta they've got to get used to being out with people again and people in groups um, or one on one in relationships. How do you talk to people? How do you be with people? So. Um, I think that's one of the things, too, I thought. And I see people mention that, too, even on uh, people will get on social media and say things that they might not have said in person uh, years ago yeah. or now. And, oh, by the way, I've got a I, – I need to stop. Pardon me, Kenya. I need to say that yeah. if you're listening to us live tonight, and this is, what, July the 8th or the 6th? 6th. What's the 6th? Actually, <laughs> July um, the 6th. Yeah, it's June. Yeah. It's actually June. New contacts. And readers, and I have no idea what's going on. But um, if you listen to us live tonight and you have a question for Kenya about relationships, about your mental health, about career, whatever it is, uh, please give us a call at 646-716-9922. That's 646-716-9922. If you can't make a phone call, you know, you're at a job or whatever, uh, you can just message me on Facebook through Jennifer Modette Perry or uh, Madam Perry Salon, and I'll share it with her. And I did have a text from uh, from my producer. <laughs> Says, y'all, lovely ladies sound amazing. Give me a shout just to tell Kenya I Aww. love her and she's amazing. So, <laughs> love you more. <laughs> Yeah, Megan's pretty amazing. Um, she is really amazing. <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, like I've got some, like I've got listeners who, um, your regulars like uh, James with Creative Playing Podcast Network, and just a lot of different folks that might call in sometimes that just say, you know, they're working on something, they got a project, and they think, okay, they've got something they're working on, they got a hope, they got a dream. Can I do it? Do I have what yeah. it takes? Uh, and the way that we really kind kind of get ourselves in that place of doubt is that sometimes it seems like it's taking too long. So when it takes too long, or we seem like, or it seems as if we're not on the right track, then it's you know hard to feel confident in, in moving forward. But I've learned that if you, and, and I know that you as well, because you have been my mentor as well, is that you just keep pushing and you don't give up on it. And sometimes the, the picture might start to change of where you thought you were going or what you thought you were going to be doing. But life is so much fun that you have to learn to roll with the punches. And if it's not working one way, 
again, you have to find another way to to make that happen. I know easier said than done, but there is a part of achieving goals is the process. You know, if you just instantly became what you were trying to do, then it wouldn't be much fun. But the process and the learning of what exactly am I here to, what's my goal? If I'm not reaching it as fast as I thought I would, what else do I need to do? And sometimes, you know, it can be a little frustrating if you feel like you're doing all that you can do. And I would advise anyone to to reach out and to connect with someone who's doing what you want to do or that you think you're supposed to be doing and, and ask them and kind of let them mentor you as well. At least ask questions because sometimes the answer is right there. We just don't know. And just talking to my sister and my daughter yesterday, another light bulb came on for my business, and I was like, dang it, I didn't even see that part. Okay, thank you. Thank you for showing me that. And and that helps us sometimes to open the door beyond where we are. Because you know that old saying, Jennifer, that says that – if the if the front door is if the, if you can't get in the front door, try a window, try the back door. <laughs> yeah, try something else. The front door is not the only way in the house. Is the is the point? <laughs> Sometimes we keep trying that one door and we can't get through, and we're like, "Gosh, I can't get through." But I promise you, give a burglar a chance; he'll show you all the ways to get in your house. <laughs> So you have to break through. You have to break into whatever it is you're trying to do, even if you have to go another way. <laughs> I was just using that expression yesterday with Tybee and Fiona when we left. Yeah, I was just used that expression yesterday. Oh, really? With, yeah, because uh, I went back in and left one of the dogs outside, and they came around to the front door, so... <laughs> Okay, well, one door closed. <laughs> they ran around and found another no. one. So, there you go. There's always another way. There is always well, another way. Here's here's something else um, I guess I want to ask. I know sometimes, too, with people, um, you know, there are some people who get have, have uh, plans made for them maybe by relatives or whatever, by their family or something, or they get scholarships where they can just go ahead and right out of school, go straight to college, study what they want to study to get on their career. Maybe they've got, you know, connections to get them going. And then again, when I was at Georgia State, I met people who said, who were about to graduate with me, said, well, you know, I got a business degree and I'm graduating because my mother went, but I don't really want to do this. I want to do something else. And you think that's a lot yeah. of time to spend, you know, but that wasn't what she really wanted to do, but she had the opportunity. And so I guess what I'm getting at is sometimes, and then there's the other ones of us who don't get to do that right away, um, and we had to figure it out later. But one thing that you uh, were giving me and the information about my healthy noggin, your business, my healthy noggin, was that, you know, life, it's not not like, well, I'm going to do this, 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 and be here, but you mentioned the different kinds of uh, positions and work that you had and how they made you 
a better behavior health counselor. Because, and on the yes. list, do you mind if I read it or do you want to? Oh, no, you can read it. That's fine. No problem. You've, <laughs> you've been, okay, <laughs> entrepreneur. Again, you know, you went to school, got the degree, you've done it. Uh, we've, you've done marketing where we've even worked on projects together with publicity and marketing. We have. Uh, yes, you've we been. Have. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and with the stories we could tell, uh, motivational Woo-hoo. speaker. Um, yes. You've been a professional certified life coach. Yes. Uh, wedding officiant. And, and one of the counties where you do weddings, people are almost required counseling before the wedding. Yeah, premarital. Yeah. Premarital counseling. And so uh, you did that professionally, premarital wedding counseling. Um, let's see. Podcast host and producer, which I hope you'll be again. And I will be. Let's <laughs> say marketing consultant and public school teacher. Oh, honey, how you did public school teaching in the last few years, I'll never know. But uh, very challenging. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all these things, and then being a behavioral health counselor, I felt all these things. I feel like gave you extra, I don't know, extra insight, extra tools to work with, uh, different ways to look at situations, or to hear. And this is what I think too. We work. Um, Stop me if I'm wrong, but I noticed too whenever I when I would see people talking to you, you listen between the lines. Yeah. People read between the lines. You listen between the lines to what they're not saying. I didn't realize I was doing that, but I throughout life I've I've been told that, and and I guess it's good. It's good to to speak. It's good to talk and and to um, be able to have a conversation with people. But the biggest part of conversations is listening. It, it's beyond what all you say, it's what all do you hear? What are you listening for? And I listen for, when I'm talking to people, I listen for what they're not saying. Because a lot of times we're used to just talking, but in between the lines I I can hear Fear, I can hear love, I can hear all of those emotions that hide behind words. And so when I'm speaking to people, I respond to what I feel from them, not necessarily what we're just talking about. And that has brought me closer to understanding where they're coming from in the conversation. Because sometimes it, does, it, it doesn't come out in words. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So all of those things that you mentioned, you know, all the different career um, positions that I've had, they all have one thing in common, and that is my love for people. Like whatever I'm doing, I'm trying to, I'm trying to teach, but I'm trying to learn. So even when I was, um, even when I'm um, performing a, a wedding. That's why I don't like just 
performing a wedding. I don't want to just marry people. I kind of want them to think about what it is they're doing in a way that prepares them for what's about to come. <laughs> as, as loving as they, as loving as as it is, there's that reality that gets lost in the rose co- rose colored glasses when you're in mm-hmm. love. And I've worn those glasses before, and mm-hmm. it's always when I take them off. <laughs> <laughs> that I start to say, well, why did somebody mention that part, or why did I even think about those things? You know, exactly. So when you talk to, you know, when and I know that you you are a wedding officiant as well, and and you understand exactly where I'm coming from when mm-hmm. you when you when you understand the power behind the the step that these people are taking. It's not just, you know, hey, we're going to run to the mall and grab a soda. It's like, no, we're committing to each other. So I really work hard to help people to understand. That's why I want them to understand. Before I give you these vows, of course they're yours, but for me it's before God. So if you don't understand it fully or if you're not comfortable with it and you're, and you're not sure if this is for you, let's talk about it before. Because I've been the before and after. I'm twice divorced. So I learned a lot through marriage, and I've learned a lot through divorce. A lot of information comes from the things that we go through. The question is always, but what did you learn from it? Mm-hmm. What what came of it? Not that I went through this, but I went through this for a reason, And if I went through for a reason, if God was trying to show me something, if he was trying to tell me something, did I get it? Did I I pass that class? You know, I had this old saying that life is just school. It's just university of life. And the (laughs) question is, (laughs) it's just a whole bunch of courses. It's a whole bunch of classes. Life is just a whole bunch of classes. Which ones do I have to take over because I failed them? And if I failed them, I was not listening. So next time around, can I learn from my mistakes? And that's what I get when I'm talking to people. I really want people to understand that. I hear you. I respect what you're saying. I really rather hear you tell me what's going on or what's wrong or what's right. Because a lot of times people think that something always has to be wrong, but it does not. A lot of times... Somebody might talk to me and they're telling me something and they never tell me how happy they are, but I can see it. Like Mm. I can hear it and like their words are like, it's like a melody. They are happy. I'm like, oh my goodness, what's going on with you? Why are you so happy? What? What are you talking about? I'm like, you, I can tell Mm -hmm. you're something really, you're feeling really, really good right now. It's like, oh, my God, I didn't want to tell anybody, but I'm so such and such. I've got this new this, or I'm doing this. And, like, guess what is showing? Keep doing that. You know, I want to encourage people to keep doing what feels right. And when I'm talking to people and I realize of what, and this is before counseling or anything, this is just in, in getting to know people every day. You know, in talking to someone at the store, like there's not a place that we can't be more loving, more understanding, or or listen more. Mm -hmm. There's not a place. So for me, it comes natural that I just talk to everybody. I know people like, ladies, shut up. (laughs) 
I doubt it. Everybody loves you. But I love them more. Like, I love them more. I love people in general. And I know that everything that I see is not all that there is to people. So I try my best through teaching. Teaching is hard. I take my hat, my hat off to every educator in the world because when I stepped in that arena, I did not know what I was getting myself into. <laughs> I did not know. But if I tell you, there may be some people who are burnt out and need to go on and retire, but there are some good teachers out there. Mm-hmm. There are some people who really, really care about their students that haven't mm-hmm. been, you know, beat down yet. But you only know these things by the by the environments that you put yourself in. You know, if you're secluded and you don't get out much and that's the one thing that COVID kind of kind of showed me was that I didn't realize how much of a social butterfly I really was until there was no socializing. And then I started getting this thing where I, and I recognized it right away that I was, I didn't feel as happy as I always feel. And I started hearing words floating around like depression. And I had already worked with these things, but not in my private life, not in the people around me, not that close to home because we all can cover it very well when we want to. Mm-hmm. But when there's nowhere else to go and there's no one else to talk to, you only have your own mind. Mm-hmm. That's, that's something you can't walk away from. You can't get away from your own head. What's going on mm-hmm. in your head is there. And then people get, you know, really the stigma behind mental health <clears throat> has been negative. It has been mm-hmm. so negative. It's really been like a taboo. Oh, don't don't say that. You know, don't yeah. don't make it sound like you're not in control of your emotions or yourself because that's a bad thing. And that really helped. That really helped me to kind of get back to why I'm here today because I wanted to explain to people that discussing mental health is no longer a taboo. And it should be treated as if it is. You know, as humans, we are suffering individually, confused about mm-hmm. what it all means. And oftentimes, we, we're afraid of reaching out to somebody for help, for fear of being judged and ostracized by society. Mm-hmm. You know, or those people that we love the most. But times are changing. Times are different now. And I wanted to be a part of the solution for a healthier mind. I really do. Ever since I started as a child and as I worked, I, and this is how it's amazing how you know what your calling is. And I always knew that my calling was to be a part of making things better. You know, I wanted people to know how great they are. Like, I don't care what you're going through, you are still valuable. Like you're still, and I don't care if you're doing bad things, There's you have a choice to do a good thing too. Sometimes people have to be given that option. Like instead of people just saying, well, everybody knows that, sometimes people don't know it. Mm-mm. Sometimes people believe that what I am and what I chose is who I am, so I'm stuck with this. But guess what? Mm-hmm. You are not. That is another misconception. Mm-hmm. 
You know, that's mm-hmm. another thing that causes stigmas in people who don't, the society that don't want you to know that you're better than your actions if they're negative. You know, you are. Mm-hmm. So I guess the question for me would be what a lot of people don't even understand really what stigma means or or what it, how powerful it is. When you put a label on something, taking away its value, and that is spread and, and, it, and it, it spreads like a disease, people believe that. It doesn't even have to be true. They just believe it. As humans, we tend to shun the things that we don't fully understand. So when we don't understand it, we consider it bad. It doesn't mean that it's bad. As a matter of fact, history has proven that our mental state is on the list of the uncomfortable topics that we have trouble discussing both in private and publicly. You know? So it's like, well, I, okay, wow. Yeah, I used to carry, too, a lot of weight. I mean, um, you know, I'm I'm a couple of years older than you, so I remember some things that people uh, used to say. I rem- um, oh, somebody would need to know if somebody had gone to a counselor or a psychologist, psychiatrist, and, mm-hmm. and everybody would go, "Oh, they must be crazy. They must be weird." So, no, of course, people exactly. wouldn't say anything. Whereas, exactly. I'm so glad that, especially in the last few years, people have become more bold about stepping up and saying, because you know, there's some. I think there's pretty much. Nothing you've been through that anyone has been through that is a singular experience that no one else has ever felt. You know, uh, statistically, of course, it couldn't be true. But um, but there are things like, believe it or not, there's always somebody that's, that's been through what you've been through or something similar or knows how it feels. And I find, like in the last few years, people are being more open about, look, I've got to take care of my mental health. Now, when people started saying yeah. 20 years ago at jobs, I'm taking a mental health day, you know, because they wanted to get up. But they still kind of said it with a little joke because they don't want anybody to think that they really have a mental health situation. It's like, oh, I'm taking right. a mental health day, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go uh, get my hair done or whatever. But I've noticed people are being more open, and they <laughs> do it. They say because they want to let other people feeling the same way know that you're not alone. You're not alone. I kept it quiet, but I wasn't alone. I didn't realize it. Uh, There's a singer, A.J. Smith, uh, up-and-coming pop singer. Love him. Um, I first saw him on Kelly Clarkson because, um, you know, a friend of mine is his manager, and she had let me know, and then – I've seen him twice at Eddie's Attic in Atlanta. And the last, you know, he gave a talk about, he stopped and talked about how at one time having depression um, so much mm-hmm. that it mm-hmm. almost almost wasn't around to do, play his songs for people or be on TV or go on tour like he's going to be going uh, later this year and next year. He almost didn't, but he's, you know, got songs about, uh, he's got to hold on with, we're all going to die sometimes, so let's let's make the most of what we got right now, and, yes. and getting help. Yes. And uh, and I thought for him to do that, a young guy, because you think he's like, oh, he's good looking, he's superbly talented. You know, it's easy to yes. say what could he be depressed about, but it hasn't got anything to do 
with any of that, especially when we read about um, wealthy people, uh, attractive people, actors or um, model different people that we've read about and hear about um, ending their own lives. And you think, oh, well, they had everything. They're gorgeous. They had everything. They had this, that, and the other. Uh, that doesn't mean they can't have those feelings inside. And I'm glad that people feel more comfortable speaking up. And by the way, let me just stop here and say, if you're listening live, if you just come in, um, my guest tonight is Kenya Colbert, owner of My Healthy Noggin, a behavioral health company specializing in mental and social wellness, focusing on, and I love this part, healthier mind, healthier life concept. Uh, I like that. My Healthy Noggin, healthier mind, healthier life. I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I wanted to add something. Since you went back to that, I really did want to kind of give a, a just a, an overview of what the company is about. So it's an online, online behavioral health company, and we give courses. We educate people on how to better handle, maneuver, manage their lives so that they can have more positive outcomes. So with the lessons, all the lessons that we have, and we have these Mm -hmm. courses, and I call this, so this this little, um, the courses are really fun to me because as a counselor, I know that, and if any of you have ever visited a therapist or a counselor, then you will understand this, that the first few sessions are really a get-to-know-you. It's a teaching you or helping you understand how to manage the information that you will be receiving, how to open up and be more um, open-minded to sharing with your counselor or your therapist because unfortunately, we are not mind readers. We only can, it's like if you go to the doctor. So take this part. You go to the doctor, and you might have all of these symptoms before you get to the doctor. But when you get to the doctor, you don't want to look sick. So you get there, you pay, you make the appointment, you drive there, you get there, you go inside, and they die. how many people have done this? And then you don't want to seem like you're complaining too much to your doctor. So you try to tell them the things that are going on, but somewhere along the way, a lot of us start to hold back on information because of fear that it sounds like it's too much or Mm -hmm. you don't understand that, hey, that the doctor can't just look at you and know what's wrong with you. So you don't tell them, you just expect them to be able to help you. But the the truth is, is that as, as, as knowledgeable as doctors are, that doctor cannot treat what they do not know about. They cannot treat what you are not telling them about. And don't see it as complaining. It literally is informing 
so that you can take that time that you came there and use your insurance and all of these things to get help for what is causing your problem. And that's counseling and therapy. It's like when you go there, the first couple of sessions are really, they're informative, but to me, I would love, and that this is how, this is why I implemented this in my service, is that I would love a prep class. <laughs> like, what do I do when I get there? What can, because I know, like, when I go to the doctor, half of the time, I forget what I'm going to say. So I oh, make yeah. a little list. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. You know? I'm going to tell him this, and I'm going to tell him this, and I'm going to tell him this, and then I get there, and I'm on a limited time because he's rushing in, and he's got to go, and the nurse is there, and and everybody's doing whatever, and I go in, and I literally forget what I can't – I forget the main things I wanted to ask about, and my time is over. He's done. That happens in counseling and therapy as well, Like, but when you're more prepared – when you make that list of those things that you want to talk about when you get in there, you know, when you are thinking for, when you're thinking yourself about when I get there, not walking into counseling or therapy looking to be instantly fixed, but to go in and tell what the problem is. That's a huge part of counseling is that, you have to share what's going on. Like with your doctor, you need to tell them what's going on. And sometimes the things are not bad. Sometimes you can be like, oh, my gosh, my hair is growing so long. I don't know what I'm doing different. And then the doctor will tell you, like, you know what, have you been taking, have you been taking vitamins? Did you change your diet? Like, so it, it does not necessarily have to be negative things, but you do want your doctor to know all the things about you, why you're there. Why am I here today? So this course, and it's called – um, um, gosh, um, healthy <laughs> noggin prepping. Because I, my mind went over to the doctor, and I'm like, wait a minute, no doctor. Healthy noggin prepping. So healthy noggin prepping, it prepares you, it preps you for counseling sessions. It preps you for how to get your mind in a place that you you feel comfortable opening up. Counseling therapy, because of the stigmas and because of the, the, you know, the things, the misconceptions, a lot of times we're afraid to speak or to say too much or to sound, quote, unquote, like we don't have it together mm-hmm. when that's the one place you want to do that. You want <laughs> to come in there and say that. <laughs> So because of so many sessions that I've had and I've spent valuable time that really should have, and it should be included automatically, but it's not. But a lot of times we have to do those things ourselves before we get there. But if you don't know what questions to ask, if you don't know what to expect, then how can you prepare for it? So healthy noggin, prepping, preps you for your counseling and therapy sessions before you get there so that you are prepared to have a more productive, positive outcome because you know what you're going for. You know, you don't just know that I'm having a hard time or I'm in depressed, I'm depressed right now. Healthy noggin prepping 
will actually start to bring those things to light and get you comfortable with discussing them before you get to your counselor, before you get to your therapist, to where they don't have to dig through all of the, you know, all of the, your whole file cabinet to find out what you're there for or what's wrong. Our classes, our process helps you to really get a a handle on what you want your end result to look like. And a lot of times people say, I just want to be happy. I just want to be healthy again. But that's a process. It's like going on a diet. It's like changing your eating habits. You have to make some changes. You have to understand what your what's healthy in your life and what's unhealthy in your life. And a lot of times when we get to counseling, we're, again, looking for the answer when the answer is already inside of us. We just need someone to help us to bring it out. So that course of classes actually help you, and it's counseling in itself, but I call it prepping because you are prepping for even bigger things, for even more knowledge, uh, even more open doors of yourself, to even get to a place where you're not afraid to go and speak to what's going on in your life or you don't feel as if it's a waste of time. Because sometimes, and you guys might know this, a lot of people have been in counseling or therapy for years, but it's sometimes hard for them to explain what benefits they got from it. We help you identify up front what to look for, what to expect, what not to accept in your, in, your, um, in your sessions. I just recently heard that there was a um, situation where uh, um, a counselor was cursing and using, you know, foul language in, in the session, and that's unacceptable. You don't have to put up with those things. So you have to know your rights before you get there. You are paying us to help you, not the other mm. way around. So I really want people to understand that they have a right. They're, I don't care what you're going to them for. You have rights as well. But if you are not sure of them or if you're afraid to speak on them or if, you're, if you feel as if because of your situation you're not in the place or you're not respected enough, wrong, 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 you're at the wrong counselor, the wrong therapist. I want people mm. to understand that they have power regardless of what's going on in their lives. Sorry, I got a little caught up there. <laughs> well, yeah, well, this is all I guess because, yeah, I, I, you know, once again, when you think you're the only one that does something, you're not. I even had to make write things down before I went to the doctor so I wouldn't forget them, like yeah. bring out my little short list and then think, oh, he's going to think I'm a hypochondriac. But, you know, but you don't want to get there and forget because you're, Sitting up on this yeah. thing with maybe a piece of big, big uh, paper towel wrapped around you or something, and uh, right. wait for he or she to. <laughs> like okay, so. but now I'm supposed to say all the things that's been on my mind, and sometimes you really do. I advise anyone. I just went to the doctor a couple of weeks ago and get back in the car that oh I forgot to mention this because I went against my own rule. 
I use the notes on my phone, and I always try to take notes before I get in. And this mm-hmm. day, I just zoomed on in there and zoomed back out and realized that, Kenya, you cannot always count on your own memory, girl. <laughs> so <laughs> not good. So, so I think what, what you were, if I'm, um, if, if I'm gleaning what what it is that you mean by yes. what you were discussing about how we relate with our doctors or our counselors or therapists is, you know, there was a time back in the day when people, whatever the doctor said was it, that was it. That was it. What they right. said, you never disagreed. You didn't say, I don't know about that. I don't think that's what I've got. I don't No, I think I've got a problem. He's not paying attention. No, whatever they said was word. But it was it. Now, I think what uh, what I hear what I hear you saying, if I'm right, is that this is our body, this is our mind. Yeah. These are important. Yeah. So when I go, it should be the same as if I take my car in for a funny sound. Don't tell yes. me I just ran over something. Don't tell me yes. something. Don't don't tell me I need to hold a, have a whole engine pulled out or anything. I want to know straight up what's the situation and what can be done about it. Right, and don't be dismissed. Don't let them dismiss you, and don't let anyone you know. Because I've had that to happen where they've tried to do this to me as well, and I know it happens a lot. Or mm-hmm. you're putting up with. Um, terrible service from your medical care and your medical team and, and, and you feel like you have to stay there. We don't have to do anything that we don't want to do. We have rights too and we can't let the title dictate that you know what's best for me and I don't know what's best for myself. No, I'm learning you. You know you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning who you are, and I can help you understand yourself better. But trust and believe that when you walk into a <laughs> into a session, that you know yourself better, even if you don't understand what you know about yourself. But you really do know yourself better than the person sitting in front of you. They don't know you yet. And even if you've been there before, they're getting to know you. And the way that they get to know you better is by what you share. And what you share should be honest. What you share should be the truth. What you share should be, um, it should be something that you see that you're sharing with a friend, that you're sharing with somebody who cares. And if you're not getting that, I don't think this person care about me. I don't think this person, I think I'm just another number for this person. I think I'm just another patient. I've had to, and I know you and I spoke about this, had to mm-hmm. leave. We've all had to leave places who didn't respect our our person. They just mm-hmm. saw us as numbers. Mm-hmm. And when it comes, in, in the, just like with your health, your mental health is it's just as important, if not more, then your physical health, because if the mind is not right, the body is going to follow. So you mm. have to take it serious that 
I need someone who has my best interest, who cares about me, who wants to listen to me, who understands that the words that I say may not come out the way I want them to every time, but I'm not the professional they are. Their job is to help me get the words out. Their job is to help me uncover what is troubling me. That's my job. If you're not doing that, I'm not doing my job well. You know, I can't remember who said this. Uh, It was a a famous person maybe 30, 40 years ago who made the bold move of admitting that she had been to an analyst or psychologist or something. And Mm -hmm. they said, oh, you know, you had a problem. She said, no, I go. I go there to distill and clarify my personality. There you go. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So, Kenya Colbert, owner of My Healthy Noggin, LLC, a behavioral health company specializing in mental and social wellness, focusing on healthier mind, healthier life concept. So how You've got uh, got the uh, noggin prepping. <laughs> yes, so noggin prepping is coming. That's my new baby. So we're coming okay. with the noggin prepping. But I've already if, put that up on Twitter. <laughs> and uh, while we were talking, so it's healthy noggin el- prepping. Healthy noggin. Healthy noggin prepping. And what else have you got coming yeah. up? So, of course, we're working getting the podcast back up and going now. So that's the next big move. Yeah, let's get this podcast back up and going because I miss it. I I love listening to you because you remind me of what I love about podcasting. So I can listen to some podcasts, and I'm not that – I listen to them, but I don't feel so connected sometimes. I feel like I'm listening – to a TV show or something, but when uh-huh. I listen to Madam Perry, I really <laughs> always connect so well with your listeners. I mean, with your um, with your with your um, with your people My that guests? you're interviewing because with your guests, yeah, because I always feel like you ask the best questions. I always feel like you know what I was going to ask that myself. Wow, I was thinking <laughs> that. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> No, seriously, and that matters to me because a lot of times when you said a lot of times people don't have the time to to call in and things like that, and I while you were um, having your coughing um, clear throat moment earlier, I was mm-hmm. mentioning to your listeners how I remember, you know, that at these times when we're trying to listen to a podcast, we can multitask. You know, we're doing different things, so a lot of times I'm having questions in my head or I'm thinking things, but I don't take the time to call or to, you know, to send it a message because I'm busy or I'm thinking somebody else will ask it. But just when I'm, just before it's all over, at some point <laughs> you're going to come in and ask that question. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, I've told people, I said, you know, I, I am so lucky I have listeners that are so savvy and so smart uh if they don't know what a guest does they'll usually know by the time the show starts and have questions and they but sometimes no one calls or texts a message and then at the end i start getting texts one after another saying well why didn't you ask this why didn't you ask that i go well why didn't you didn't ask and they go well i didn't want to interrupt the guest so I go, okay i got it i understand that um 
but <laughs> where was I going? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's fun. I want it to be. See, I do. I mean, I I listen to pod. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Sometimes when I'm driving. Sometimes when I'm um, when I'm uh, cleaning house. You know, I might be dusting or. Um, folding clothes or something like that, you know, I'll be listening to podcasts. And, uh, yeah, they're usually yeah. not live. They've usually been on already. Yeah, and I, I kind of talk back and forth. And I like the ones where I feel like it's personal. There's even one I listen to, uh, a Scottish girl, it's called The Antique Shop, and it's a story she's written, and it's like a serial. goes on about a girl that gets a job in an antique shop and all the things that happen, magical stuff that happens. And uh, but sometimes at the very end, at the end of the podcast, then she'll first she'll play uh, little bits where she recorded things that you know she flubbed, she messed up a line and stuff, and um, she'll make little jokes to us and talk about what's going on. So even though it's a story, like a serial uh, mm-hmm. story, you know, then she then she gets personal with us. It's like she's it's like she's done the play. And then walked out on stage afterwards to talk to us. And gotcha. I like that, yes. Purcell. So I can't yeah. wait to have you podcasting again. Look, I got Thank you into you. podcasting. You got me into being a you minister did. and wedding officiant. Um, <laughs> we do it together. <laughs> we do so, it all together. But Jennifer, I'm going so to wrap because, it up. With, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, I'm just going to say, no, you tell me it's so funny because what I'm about to say is not really a funny song. <laughs> oh, well, I was going to say it's funny because you were talking about we've been such we've been friends for so long. But I say, you know, we're, it's, it's, to me it's an opposites attract kind of thing because, you know, you're you're friendly. You enjoy people. You open up to them. And I'm like, eh, and so they're not going to like you. me anyway. And so are you. <laughs> <laughs> no. <Stop it. laughs> So are you. You know, it's like, no, it's like. It's hard to play good cop, bad cop when everybody's a good cop, so. No, no. I'm I'm thinking, I won't dwell on this, but I'm thinking of a time when we were in downtown Atlanta someplace, you, me, and another friend, and uh, the three of our personalities, we had to hit the gamut. Uh, because somebody came up and spoke to you, and you spoke back. I'm trying to yank you away from him, and that friend, other friend with us, she's halfway down the block. <laughs> you know, that, that like is that. So the truth. That is or, what really happened, actually. That's exactly what happened. Well. You know, or um, or people like. Uh, when we've traveled and stuff, it's like you get up and open the curtains. Ah, oh, sunshine, and I pull the covers over my head. No. No, make it stop. So <laughs> she'll do it every day. Every day I do that. But it's but uh, we're good together. We're good together. Yin and yang is good. <laughs> oh yeah, my husband will say, "Are you going to get up and greet your day?" I'm going. What is he on about? So, but yeah, I, I think love it's that good. guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we shared grandkids. We shared husbands. Yeah, we just have been friends forever. We are close as sisters. That is the beauty of the people that, and again, I always tell people, when people say, oh, my gosh, how do you have these relationships? And I'm like, I'm amazed when people don't, and it's only because they haven't opened themselves up enough. 
Like you can have whatever you want. If you want closer relationships with people, you can get those things. Yes, you just start talking mm-hmm. to people, just laughing. And I have good people around me, so it helps me. It makes it easier for me to do what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sort of like Definitely. if I read if I read a story or something on Reddit or um, advice column where people, somebody says something and they just go off and yell. And I'm thinking, where is the, what is it in the brain, the amygdala that's supposed to stop you and make you think before you speak? You know, where do people just go from 60 to like, I don't like, I don't like what you said. I hate you. You know, where is the calmness? Where is, where is, as Elvis Costello said, what's so funny about peace, love, and understanding, you know? the song um yeah but uh yeah calm down you don't know what other people have been through you don't know what every none of us know what each other has been through and what might affect the way they act and but you you are here to help us kenya colbert owner of healthy noggin llc is here to help us and how can people find you so they can take the healthy noggin prepping uh, get yes. online therapy with you, and right now Lord you can go to myhealthynoggin at gmail dot com, myhealthynoggin at gmail dot com, and um, drop me an email that you're interested in the prepping courses that we have coming up, healthy noggin prepping courses. If you're looking for, um, if you would love to kind of um, try out counseling, if you've never done it before. Give me a give me a um, a line and we will definitely introduce you. Give you an introductory course. I don't believe in just trying to trap you in anything. I want this actually to be very good for your for your psyche. So um, if you don't find me at myhealthynoggin at gmail dot com, you can find me on LinkedIn, Kenya Colbert, the Kenya Colbert, the Kenya Kenya Colbert. I think it is. Yeah. So you will um, find me there. I wanted to kind of wrap this up right quick, though. I want people to understand that mental health has gotten such a bad rap throughout history that many people still believe that it is a negative thing, the stigma. But guess what? The majority of people seem to have learned that that's not true that when people come to you saying that, hey, I'm going through something, that they haven't lost their minds. What they're asking for is help so that they won't lose their mind. You, mm-hmm. you see that little thing where, you know, a lot of times people, somebody say mental health, is like, oh, my gosh, they must be losing their mind. And, and all I'm telling you is listen and stop and embrace when someone reaches out to you because that took a lot for them to do, mm-hmm. to say, hey, I'm going through something. I think I need help. So when they're asking for help, it's so that they don't lose their mind. But when you know what's normal for your state of mind, when you know, you know yourself, you also know what's not normal. So I want people mm-hmm. to kind of take that with them. When you know what's normal, you know what's not normal. So when our emotions become negative, our thoughts can lead our minds to a dark place, an unhealthy way of thinking a negative way of processing what we see in life, what we are going through. You don't have to stay there. Reach out. 
I'm going to list a whole lot on my LinkedIn page for you guys to follow if you, if you would like to um, try counseling, not even just with me, if you want to know more about counseling. So I remember my whole goal is to inform and to educate. So I am an option. I'm not your only option. I want you to understand that if you have questions, the um, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, they have a site, and it's, it's wonderful. I go there myself for information, for details, for contact information. You should do the same. It's samhsa.gov slash mental health depression or mental health. Go there at samhsa.gov as well because the goal is to help people to, to live a better life not for, not just for me. And I want you to understand that it's okay to reach out. It's okay to, to understand when you're not your best. If you're not your best, there are people to help you get to be your best. They will help you on this journey. So I, I love you guys and trust and believe. Reach out to me if you did not find it, if you're having trouble with it. Um, again, you can find me on LinkedIn. The link is here in the in the um, description, and I would love to hear from you. Any suggestions? And, anything? Let me know. Yes, yes. And sir. I will be sharing on all of my social media, as I always say, not just Harry Salon, but on my personal and my business, Lone Wolf Communications LLC, yes. Um, yes. because who is going to be your publicist? But your BFF, oh. okay? So uh, who else? <laughs> who else? Who so, else is going to be? That's right. <laughs> so I'll share all the information no, where you can go. Then Madam Perry. <laughs> Madam Perry, Lone so Wolf, guys, JP. Podcast is coming. Yeah, JP. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, podcast is coming. I'll make sure that everybody knows about it. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I have heard and. I don't know if I heard it from you or just heard it from me saying it to you a lot, that you will also be having some meditation tapes or things for people. I don't know. Maybe oh, yeah. that's just still me. <laughs> no, that's that's still you in, in encouraging me to go on and do those things, and I will be definitely working on them. And I have been working on them, but I will be completing them, let me say. And they are definitely in the works and on the way. And I'm just excited excited to bring light to a healthy mind. And, and I want everyone to understand that you control your mind. It, it's all about us. It's how well do we manage ourselves? How well do we take in things that happen to us? What are our, how do we handle it? How do we handle things that make us mad? How do we handle things that make us sad? How do we handle things that make us happy? Because sometimes people get real happy and then they tell me they go and get drunk. And I'm like, okay, so we have to find out why we associate alcohol with happiness. So that's just one example that I want you guys uh -huh. to know, like what we do in, in counseling classes. Like everything you say to me, I hear you. But then I want to dig deeper. I want to find out why, not for me, but for you. Because sometimes we do things and we don't really know why we do them. It's just 
what we've always done. It's what people around us do. We think the way people around us think, but sometimes what people are saying to us, the way people treat us is unhealthy, but we accept it because we think that that's what it's supposed to be. I want to help you learn and help you see that you deserve better. Mm-hmm. You, do, you deserve the best that God has to give you. Whatever he has to give you, you deserve the best of it because you are so valuable. You really are a diamond. If you deserve the best that God has to give you, then I'm going to tell you, you deserve my best friend to help you get there. Because, because she, I, like I said, I, you know, you don't know somebody until you work with them. I always say until you live with them, yeah, yeah. work with them, or maybe just travel yeah. with them. And we've done all three. <laughs> yep. Well, we haven't lived we've together. <laughs> yeah, we haven't lived together, but we've traveled. Yeah, so and we live together through traveling. We <laughs> travel. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I know that she's got your best interest at Harvard. You can probably already tell this now. And Kenya, uh, just from just from listening to her talk and just even hearing her voice, uh, Kenya, I've kept you way over time. I know I have. I That's apologize. Okay. <laughs> You've been so generous with your time, with your information, with your care, and with your love of people and your love of helping people. I thank you. Thank you for uh, spending the extra time with me, and I will make sure everybody knows how to find you. And I'll want, so thank you again. Thank you for your generosity. And thank you. Big love to my producer, Megan Whitlock, your friend of mine. <laughs> Thank you, Megan, for making this all possible today. You are the bomb, girl. <laughs> yeah, she does. She really does. She keeps okay. it together. She kept me in line, so I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps me in line. What are you talking <laughs> I just have to go. People ask me things. I go, ask Megan, ask Megan. Can you do, or will you ask Megan? <laughs> yeah. I see why. <laughs> yeah. She's good. Yeah. She's really good. All right, sweetie, this is good. I want to tell you, as I always say to people, um, at the end of the show, I always say, be good to yourself and be good to each other. And I think you're all wonderful. And my last party is uh, everybody's got to swing. Thank you, behavioral health expert Kenya Colbert, owner of My Healthy Noggin, LLC, behavioral health company specializing in mental and social wellness, focusing on a healthier mind, healthier life concept. I love you. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. 
There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ShumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.